Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. In the driving jam time. The Billikens win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Come back, pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. A look to second by Kunal, the pitch. A swing, and there's a fly ball right field. That's hit well, deep to right. It's a goner. It's a goner and a Redbird winner. A game-ending home run by Tommy Edmond. And the Cardinals beat the Cincinnati Reds 5-4. to four. There's a team meeting at home plate. Tommy is greeted by his teammates. They mob him at the plate. They celebrate a comeback victory, and the Cardinals beat the Reds on the last pitch of the game. Great call by John Rooney yesterday on KMOX and the Cardinals radio network as the Cardinals get the win. Final score 5-4. to four. What a moment for all of them. Here's Bally Sports Midwest, Adam Wainwright. The first two innings were great. Third inning was the, the only inning that that was trouble today, but um, it's a couple of faulty curveballs, really, when it comes down to it. I, uh, I threw one pitch, one kind of sinker in the middle of the plate. They got hit for a double there by Drury, but um, the two the two big ones that cost me that inning were breaking balls, and, you know, that got better as it went, but it, was, it wasn't great today. Curveball wasn't great. Everything else was pretty good. I mean, how does that feel to be able to manage around that, keep your team in the game? Yeah, I mean, that's that's being a starting pitcher, you know. Um, You're not going to throw zeros every time, but you you do have to try to give your team a chance to win, you know, go headlong into this this inning and and, uh, you give up three runs and then, you know, you got to find a way to keep it there, you know. That's why he's been a great pitcher for so many years. That's what makes Adam Wainwright his best. And we've all seen and celebrated his complete games and his shutouts and his great moments of his life. But I truly believe that why Adam Wainwright is one of the greatest pitchers ever to wear the Cardinals uniform is exactly what he just talked about. Waino's ability, when he doesn't have everything, to get himself through seven or eight sometimes. And yesterday was exactly that. Seven solid innings. He was tremendous uh, in keeping the Cardinals in the game. 
not letting that get out of control, giving them a chance to win, and then they pull the rabbit out of the hat and they win the game 5-4. to four. A lot of fun yesterday at the ballpark. Another big crowd expected to... Boy, they've had some big crowds. 45,000 on Friday, 44,000 yesterday. Here they come, all the vacationers coming into town. We love having you. Spend your weekends with us here in St. Louis as the Cardinals take on the Reds today. It's a one fifteen start. It's Dakota Hudson on the mound this time, and Graham Ashcraft is the starting pitcher for Cincinnati. He's pretty good. He's 3-0. and He's had a nice start to the year. We'll see what he looks like today. He's going to go up against a pretty tough lineup. Now, Goldie is not in there today. Goldie's on base streak came to an end at 46 consecutive games. He's getting a day of rest today, and this is what Ashcraft, who's 3-0 with a 1.14 ERA, is going to see. Tommy's back in there. Edmund will be at shortstop today. He leads off. Nolan Gorman's going to play second base. He bats second today. Tyler O'Neill gets the number three spot in the order. He's the left fielder. He had a big hit yesterday, a two-run double. Earlier, he had a sack fly. He accounted for all the RBIs until Tommy Edmund went yard to close the game out. Nolan Arenado bats fourth. He's the third baseman this afternoon. Brendan Donovan will bat fifth. He's the right fielder. Juan Yepes, who had a big hit in the ninth inning, setting up Edmund for the game-winning home run. Yepes will play first base today. You're going to get a look at Juan playing at first base with Goldie getting a breather, and Albert Pujols will be the DH and he bats seventh for the Redbirds, sitting on four home runs and 15 RBIs this season. Albert is hitting 215. Harrison Bader is back in the lineup. He's the center fielder batting eighth. You heard Ali Marmel last hour talking about the situation with Bader, pulling him from the game due to lack of effort, but saying, you know, that he's one of our energy guys. And if you're not bringing energy, we're going to have a talk with you, basically. And he said that the two sides had a very good conversation about it. He told us ahead of time that Harrison would be back in there, and he is, as the lineup just came out a little while ago. He's the center fielder batting eighth. Andrew Kisner behind the plate batting ninth for the Cardinals. Edmund Gorman O'Neill, Arenado Donovan Yepes, Pujols, Bader, and Kisner with Dakota Hudson on the mound for St. Louis. He's 4-2 and two with a 2.76 ERA. He has really come into his own, just throwing those sinkers, getting ground ball outs. That's what he he does, and he is very good at it. So we'll see what number 43 can do to try to close out this series and get a sweep. Meanwhile, the Milwaukee Brewers have gone into a tailspin. They've lost eight in a row. They are a game and a half out suddenly in the National League Central. After owning this division for much of the year, the Cardinals have finally taken over first place, and they've gotten a little separation, a game and a half in front of Milwaukee in that division. It's the Cardinals and the Reds at 115. The Pirates are playing at Atlanta at 1235. The Cubs are at the Yankees at 1235 today. And a 1235 start for the Brewers at the Nationals. Nationals got them yesterday 8-6. to six. And again, Milwaukee is surprisingly lost eight games in a row. John Mosellock, Cardinals president of baseball operations, will be with us at 1130 to discuss what's planned for Jack Flaherty for Jordan Hicks, and we'll ask him a few other questions about the Cardinals' current situation in first place in the NL Central, certainly with a lot of things still to come. And, of course, we are fast approaching Flag Day. That is Mike Claiborne. I'm gonna, you know what, James, we're going to call Claiborne, see if he'll join us on Flag Day on Total Information AM, and we'll explain why he believes that that is the day that we should evaluate the Cardinals and see what we have. We're two days away. They're a first-place team.
It's 11-13 at Sports on a Sunday morning from the Stiefel Sports Studio. Coming up next, we shift our attention to something that has widely been discussed this past week, and that is the world of professional golf. It has been turned on its ear with this new LIV golf series and the PGA Tour losing players and then saying you can't come back. That's next on KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Back on KMOX Sports on a Sunday morning, we're joined by KMOX's Dan Reardon, our golf editor for many years. It's great to have you on the radio station. How are you, my friend? I'm doing fine, Tom. It's a little warm for golf these days, but I'll find a way out. I'll throw the links. I know. We need to get you out. Um, I, just a, a little brief little brag, if if that's okay. Yesterday, I broke 80 for the first time, and you know because you played with me that that is a huge accomplishment because I struggled to break 90. So, hey. <laughs> I don't know how, well, I know how I pulled it off. I couldn't miss a putt, but it was one of those days at Forest Park. Then, you know, when you have one of those days, so I'm, I'm kind of glowing this morning. Well, congratulations. It's always good to reach a landmark. I reached a landmark last uh, Christmas Eve. I shot my, better than my age and it's something I had never wow. anticipated I would be able to do. That's awesome. Very good. I love that. Uh, Dan has been a great friend and we've played quite a bit but not enough we need to we need to play more but yeah shot a 79 yesterday at forest park thanks to all the great people at forest park played uh red bud dogwood and it's in outstanding shape dan um dan the pga tour i'm not sure what shape it's in right now i think it's okay uh but with the liv golf event outside london securing 4.75 million dollars for charles schwartzel and him glowing about that and it being the richest tournament in golf history uh, has our radar up? What can? What do you make of all of what we've heard in this last week? Well, the first thing I would say is throw the dollar figure out of consideration because if the measure of greatness in any sport is is, is money earned, uh, keep in mind that uh, Jack Nicklaus is 315th on the all-time career earnings list. So I I think we can throw the the money is an attention getter. It is not a measurement of any sort. I think if we want to look at Schwartzel's win, we have to look at it. Perhaps in this context, he is the 126th player ranked in the world. He beat the 133rd player ranked in the world. Meanwhile, today, three player, two players in the top 10 and another one in the top 20 will play together for the Canadian national title at the uh, RBC Championships. Uh, Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, and Tony Finau. So the contrast right now is very stark. Now, whether the 54 and LIV is the Roman numeral 54 whether the 54 league, uh, you know, grows from this, it certainly will. But that's a steep hill to climb because three out of every four players in the field this weekend were ranked outside of the top 150 in the world. And you're not going to you're not going to gain much importance until you change that number a great deal. I agree with you. I, I'm not wowed by the field uh, in this golf series, at least not yet. I don't see Rory doing it. I don't see Justin Thomas doing it. Tiger. Certainly isn't going to do it. Um, I guess it was Dustin Johnson that really hit home with me because I always associated him with that elite group. Why did DJ go? I mean, well, the money is big, but why give up 
the PGA Tour. Do, is it is it the majors that really matter to these players, Dan? Well, it certainly is the case in Dustin's uh, situation. And Dustin is guaranteed a lifetime exemption unless they change things to play in the Masters. So he's guaranteed at least one major a year. And uh, he has some exemption left on his U.S. Open win. Um, but, you know, Tom, there is nothing other than the money. I mean, the, the players are, are trying to find ways to explain what they're doing. You know, I just tweeted out, Lee West, week, if, if Vladimir Putin invited you to play in his golf tournament, would you play? And he hesitated. And then he said, that's too hypothetical for me to answer. Well, he's just trying to avoid the obvious. The obvious answer to that question is no. But because the the Saudis have a, a less than admirable human rights record, he doesn't want to touch that lightning rod, that third rail in this conversation. But it, it is simply money, Tom. And I, until it gets past that, until until we know what the measure of success is, you know, you you, you ask about how this week went. I don't know how the week went. They played the tournament. There were no major glitches. You had a guy that many people know who, his name that won the, the, the tournament. I mean, those are, I suppose, successful things. But in contrast to what they're going head-to-head with, it, it's not highly successful. I hear you. Um, why is Greg Norman doing this? He's been doing this for a long time, Tom. He tried to do this 10, 15 years ago and was shot down when players like Jack Nicholas and Arnold Palmer, who was still alive, and many of the prominent players on the tour came after his proposal. I don't know where Norman's dislike for the PGA originates. I, I, I don't know. But he does have a thing about the PGA Tour, and he's made this effort in the past. So his presence doesn't surprise me. And, and actually, even there, I, I will say there were a couple of missteps this week. Norman on Monday or Tuesday, I believe it was, uh, suggested that Jack Nicholas was a two-faced liar and had backtracked on his endorsement of the um, of the, of the tournament series. You don't go after the greatest player of all time in that fashion on your opening week. And then Friday, I believe it was, uh, he saw a writer uh, removed from the interview area so he could not ask any questions of Phil Mickelson. And Norman claimed he had no involvement and didn't even know what happened, and yet a photo surfaced showing Norman standing directly be behind the writer as he is being removed. Norman has not done them a lot of good other than maybe recruit some of these players. That writer would be Alan Shipnuck, who is with Sports Illustrated, who's written the book, Phil, and many other books, and actually has as his background picture on Twitter <laughs> the picture of Norman looking at him getting tossed by security. I mean, what it's just baffling what is happening here. But anyway, um, is it is it something where this will overtake? I, I just don't want this to overtake the beauty of the U.S. Open and also the competition of the U.S. Open, but I think it's unavoidable. I think you've got the best golf writers in the world assembled at the U.S. Open. Dan, it's going to be the story. It, it will be the story, I think, for a couple of days. I believe Phil Mickelson is scheduled for his interview tomorrow, and he is going to play on the U.S. Open. And by the way, the USGA said those players that are that are not um, that are involved in this new tour are eligible this year. That they thought it was unfair to change the rules at this late date. So when Mickelson comes in, you know there will be a great deal of attention there. I suspect what Phil will say right off the bat is, "I'm here to answer questions." 
only about the U.S. Open. I am not here to answer questions about anything else. And, and, and he'll try to shut that down. And Dustin Johnson has always been sort of relaxed in an interview environment. So I don't think he'll cause any ripples uh, that week. But once we get, you know, Brookline goes back to the very origins of the game of golf when Francis Wilmette beat the two greatest golfers in the, in the world from Great Britain and put America on the map. I think Brookline will long over, or quickly overtake this story and put it back on the back burner until they resurface later in June at, at Portland at Pumpkin Ridge. Who do you see as the top favorites at the U.S. Open? Well, you know, the guys the guys that are winning right now are still the guys that have been a little off the radar. But look at today and to see what, you know, Rory has played wonderful golf this year without winning. Um, could have had just the same outcome that Justin Thomas had at the PGA with just a little better performance on Sunday. So you have to look at, at players like Thomas and McElroy. And Scotty Scheffler continues to be a player. But, the, you know, the guy that is, is, is sort of showing up now all the time is Sam Burns. And I, and I would wonder, you know, if we, we should give him a little more credit for what he has done in a very brief time in 2022. But I can tell you this. I've been to Brookline twice for, for championships, once for the Ryder Cup and once for the, uh, the U.S. Open. And by the way, that U.S. Open uh, was one where Greg Norman was ranked number one in the world, fractured his wrist, hitting a submerged rock and had to withdraw from that tournament on Friday. Um, it's a rugged, rugged golf course. That's why Tiger is not playing this week, because he knows that physically he cannot challenge Brookline. And, and look to see what kind of players emerge in this championship. Like I said, the rugged nature of Brookline will test the players over the four days. And I don't know what the weather forecast is, but if they get firm and fast conditions, it will resemble what we saw at the Ryder Cup. Uh, when uh, Justin Leonard put his name in history on the 17th green on Sunday. Dan Reardon covering the U.S. Open and professional golf for KMOX, and he's been doing it for many years. I don't know that we've ever seen anything like LIV, this tour financed by the Public Investment Fund, the Sovereign Wealth Fund of Saudi Arabia. I know we haven't. Uh, we haven't seen anything like it. And we, now we have, uh, just to finish uh, and circle back to this conversation, Dan, renewed backlash, a 9-11 victims group called for American players to withdraw from the series. I, I thought perhaps you could touch on that and what you've heard there. And then secondly, do you anticipate at some point this could become a legal battle? Would we see uh, players or the tour going to court over this? I think where the legal battle will break out will be with the, uh, the official uh, world golf rankings. Uh, they are currently not awarding points to any of the players playing in the series. If they hold to that position, every player now will drop like a stone over the course of the summer. And by the end of 2022, other than players who have won championships in the past and are entitled to uh, play in the U.S. Open and the Masters, not a single player on the LIV Tour will be eligible to play in a major. And if they don't get guys who play at majors, they don't have a tour. And that's where the lawsuit more than likely will take place with the official world golf rankings. I appreciate the information and the time very much. I know this is uh, something that you'll be following very closely. We'll have you on KMOX, and it's always great to catch up with you, Dan. Thanks for very much for being with us on Sports on a Sunday Morning. 
Congratulations on the 79, Tom. Good job. <laughs> I appreciate it. John Mosellock, as he always does, will be with us in just a few minutes. And then at 11.45, stay tuned for one of the greatest players in the history of the game, Albert Pujols, with me on Sports on a Sunday Morning on KMOX from the Stiefel Sports Studio. There's a high... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown! Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. It's 11.32 coming up in just about 10, 15 minutes or so. About 11.45, 11.47, I think is when we'll hit that, is that Albert Pujols has agreed to join me weekly. Uh, that's on Monday morning. We replay those the following Sunday. So we will, on every sports on a Sunday morning, have Ollie Marmel, Albert Pujols, and our guest when he is available and he is just about always available for us on the show. Man, do we appreciate it. Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mosellock is with us. Thanks so much again for being with us on a game day. Mo, how are you? I'm doing well. Good morning. Good morning. And what a time to be a St. Louis Cardinal. And I know that it was not an easy week. I thought that you played pretty well and, and were tight with one of the better teams in baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays, but it didn't work out for you. You lose all three. But then to come back and play the game that they did to shut down the Reds on Friday and to win a dramatic fashion yesterday, that's just fun. And I know that it's a long season, but I would imagine that you also like to sit back and enjoy something like that. 
Well, especially after a rough week. Um, you know, you think back to Tuesday night's game where you were feeling pretty comfortable, feeling like you had a chance to win that game, and then one swing of the bat, it ended pretty quick, and, and you know, we got to witness that and, and be on the other side of that yesterday. So uh, baseball's a funny game in, in the sense of, you know, there's no clock. you got to get 27 outs, and, you know, sometimes it feels like those outs come easy. Sometimes um, they don't, and when they don't, it can be a very frustrating uh, uh, game to watch or, or, or be involved in. And so, you know, right now we're finding ways to win. We're finding ways to be in games, and, and that's good. And, you know, look, ultimately we believe in this club. We think it's a good team. Um, there's a lot to be excited about. I think Ollie and his staff are doing a great job trying to stay fresh. You know, this stretch is going to be challenging. Um, you play in this heat. You, you, you're you coming off of two doubleheaders in, in, in really less than, you know, 14 days. It's 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 demanding. Um, you know, luckily we do have an off day this Thursday, uh, so it'll allow us to reset again. But um, there's no doubt when you look at the last uh, two weeks, our, ch- our schedule's been challenging, throwing a Sunday night game. Um, it never uh, makes for easy travel. So, you know, we're definitely going to be tested um, from a scheduling standpoint, from a weather standpoint, and from a roster standpoint. And, uh, you know, ultimately uh, all teams go through this, and and so, you know, we have to just uh, make the most of it. I think it's well stated. That's kind of the allure of this game for all of us that live it and breathe it is that how do you navigate through a 162-game season and just how it unfolds day-to-day is really fascinating. Your team is in first place. You're a game and a half in front of Milwaukee. There's a long way to go, but so far so good from a standing standpoint and really overall performance. And now uh, you take on the Reds one more time. That Yesterday is in the books, and you have to get after it again, but it is nice to review and nice to hand the ball off to number 50. I know we've talked about him so many times, and we've talked about Yachty so many times, So that number 316 is really, I, I mean, they're going to get 317, God willing, they get uh, to the record. Uh, that is something I don't think will ever be touched again. I, I, just to the way you know this as well as anybody, the way this game is today, John, it's just unbelievable. Well, the modern game is 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 changing, and when you're thinking about sort of the records or the or or, or the people that they are being associated with, it's you know it's a bygone era, and to have two iconic players stay within an organization for as long as they have is, is something that is you know, very special, very unique. And, and I agree with you. I, I would be shocked if it were, were ever challenged in our lifetime, and which probably means it'll never be challenged. And um, it, it's really just a credit to the two of them to want to be a part of something and believe in something and stay a part of it. I, you know, I, obviously I've been on the end of negotiating their contracts uh, when they are free agents or, or, before they become free agents and you know these guys have always wanted to wear the birds on the bat and you know that's that's a really cool thing and um you know i think everybody that has gotten to watch them over the last 20 years and our city our our region is you know just amazing appreciation for them but you know i think i think about all the different generations that have actually gotten to witness it and um that's pretty cool, and I think we're just all lucky and blessed to have it. And you know, certainly, uh, uh, when I think back on my career and knowing I was a part of Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina, it's pretty fun. 
Pretty neat. Uh, you also made the deal for Paul Goldschmidt. Speaking of streaks, 46 consecutive games getting on base is some run. It came to an end yesterday, and he gets a breather today. I think also when it's all said and done, we'll look back at Paul Goldschmidt and say there's one of the most consistent players in the game or the birds on the bat. Yeah, I think, uh, look, it's a little early to write his legacy, but you know the, the, the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of him is his baseball IQ. There's nothing that he doesn't do on the field that's not great. Um, he's always in the right place. He knows where to throw the ball. He, he makes everybody else from a defensive standpoint better. It's just it's really impressive of just like how intuitive he is on the field and not to mention he's a middle of the order type hitter that, that can change the game when hot, he can carry a club for weeks at a time. But I really think the, the aspect of his IQ has just really elevated other people's games. And it's not really just sort of a short term reaction either. I think he helps these guys prepare to being successful for the long haul. And I think he's made a lot of our younger players better, and they're going to continue to grow when they're around him. You can see it. There's a really good mix right now of veteran players and young players making things happen for this team. Uh, And that's the present. That's this 2022 Cardinals team. There's also a lot still to come, and, and it does depend on health. I wanted to start with Jack Flaherty in that respect and give us the latest on what's laid out for him. I know you've been hesitant to give a timetable, and it really doesn't do anybody any good on your end to do something like that, but where does it stand with Jack, and what's next for him? Well, what's next is he'll get a start in another start in Memphis. Um, we'll sort of see how we, that goes from a performance standpoint and also from a, a, a physical and, and medical standpoint. And if all goes well you know, that we're going to have to decide what's next. But we're sort of taking this day by day, if you will, or start by start. And, um, you know, hopefully uh, after this next start, we can draw some conclusions and make some decisions. But at this point, we're just going to allow that to happen and, and then reflect on that and reflect on how he feels and then decide what's next. You've made some adjustments to the rotation, you and Ollie Marmel and, and the rest of the staff, and Andre Pallante was that. I remember that you spoke uh, very highly of Pallante in spring training. You all had your eyes on him. He made the team. He came out of the bullpen, and that's the thing, is that if he's in the rotation, that means that you lose a power arm in the pen, yet I saw number 12 throwing off flat ground on Friday, and I hear that he was getting set for another session today. Yeah, I mean that's that's look. Starting with with Pallante, he's he's done exactly what we needed someone to do. Just go in, you know, quiet the the stress on the bullpen. So he ate innings. Um, he did it in in excellent fashion, and that part I think is is great. And hopefully he can repeat that. And you know, from a talent standpoint, we believe he's capable of doing that. And then when you look at at Hicks right now, I think the biggest thing for him, or or I think. Is, is well two things. One is he's going to throw a side today. He'll see how that feels. Probably have two more bullpen sessions and then go out on a rehab. I think realistically his return will most likely be out of the bullpen, especially if we're hoping to get him back sooner rather than later. Uh, this is also uh, we we're going to play this on our pregame show, but I like to bust it out now if that's okay. Here's Paulie D. The two one. 
Swinging a high fly ball down the left field line, ranging towards the line is Rayleigh, and this one hits the pole and is gone. A home run for Paul DeYoung. He's starting to come alive down in Memphis. What are you seeing and hearing from your shortstop, Mo? Well, I think like results speak volumes, right? And um, right now he's uh, he's performing, and that that's great to see. I mean, the most important thing for him is is to to not have the stress of the big leagues. And and I think, you know, he's able to take a step back. He's able to get his, his mechanics right for his swing. And, um, you know, from a defensive standpoint, he's still doing his job, which is good. But we really just want to get him in a comfort zone offensively. And, you know, right now we're super encouraged at what we're seeing. So that's good news. But I'm not putting any, like, pressure or timetable on him yet. And, you know, at some point, I hope he forces our hand to have to make a decision because that would be good news. And then in terms of this rotation and with your options that you have, um, not that he's been announced by any means, but I am curious about the development of Zach Thompson, another uh, lefty that uh, you have available to you. We've told the tale of him. He had a couple years ago some bumps in the road, didn't he, Mo? But things have starting to turn for the good for Zach. Yeah, I think like, like he's one of those guys that when you look back at 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 his first few years in, in baseball, it's going to be one that you know probably is going to be almost more defined by COVID than anything else. And you know, I think uh, you know being drafted in the first round, coming to Major League Camp, and then having camp shut down, then joining us uh, here in St. Louis in in middle of of July, and he was a little frustrated. He didn't maybe get more consideration for making the club. Um, but you know we were in a shortened season, very competitive environment, and then I think there were a few steps backwards. But now uh, he seems to be uh, back on track. I really credit uh, Gary and his staff for for doing that. And you know, in terms of how he pitched the other day in Chicago, it was you know, needless to say, much needed, and, and grateful for that. And now let's see him build on that. So whether he's you know, being used as a starter here or, or someone to eat innings out of the bullpen. Right now, we just want to see that he can, you know, repeat that type of success we saw in Chicago. And so hopefully he can, and, and uh, that can be a, a real big stepping block for all of us because when you look at some of these young pitchers, when you look at them and, and sort of just like the, with like a scouting eye and you see someone like an Oviedo, a Thompson, and, and Libertor, they're super exciting. They look the part. The ball comes out of their hands well. But you also have to see them perform, and you have to see that success. And so, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that we can find the right combination with those guys and that one of them can step up and give us key innings as we uh, enter, you know, a very difficult stretch in, in our season. And that leads us just to a quick closeout question here about another lefty. You know he can perform. It's just a matter of health, and that's a big piece in all of this. That's Steven Matz. Uh, how are, are things moving along for him? Yeah, I think uh, I think there's probably a level of frustration for him right now because I think he, when he originally went on the IL, he thought this was going to be a pretty quick stint. Um, unfortunately, still not quite feeling where he needs to be. So we'll do some some more testing on him and, and try to determine what that next step looks like. But you know, we always have to remind yourself that this is a long season, and so even though he's not part of us right now. Hopefully there's a point where we can get him back, where he, he looks like he did when, when he first joined us, and we can get some serious innings out of him for the second half. So, um, you know, as far as timetable goes, I'm not sure what that looks like yet, but fingers crossed it's sooner rather than later. 
Thank you so much for the information. Always great to have you on these Sunday mornings, Mo. We appreciate it. All right, Tommy. Thank you. Thank you. Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mosella. Cardinals going for the sweep today against the Reds at Bush Stadium. We'll be back with Albert Pujols next on KMOX. Albert Pujols comes to bat. Albert against the Royals. Albert digs back in. Open stance. Deep in the box. Pulls it down on the end. Albert Pujols. The 1-0 pitch to Albert is hit high and deep. He hits a fly ball left field. That's back. It's a big fly for Albert Pujols. And it's gone. Now, Tom Ackerman and five minutes with number five. A thunderous ovation for Albert Pujols. Tom Ackerman coming to you from the Cardinals clubhouse, a new feature on KMOX, a new interview on the home of the Cardinals. We're calling it five minutes with number five. You know who that is. It's Albert Pujols. And first of all, I really appreciate this, the chance to talk to the fans, not only about you, but about the game and about your team. You're back with the Cardinals. <laughs> Thanks, Don. Thanks for having me and your show once again. Uh, no, I'm just really excited, you know, having a, a really an unbelievable time. It's uh, blessing to be able to be back here where everything started for me and just uh, you know just have another good chance uh, to win another championship with a bunch of great group of guys and you know the organization that gave me the opportunity uh, from day one uh, to develop my game and I'm just uh, really excited to be around the fans and just uh, it's gonna be a special year for us. Can you take me back to that year 2001 when you became a Cardinal and what that was like? Well, it was 1999 that I got drafted. 2001, obviously, I made it to the big leagues. But uh, um, I mean, it was just uh, it was just a fun time. I mean, really excited, really pumped up. Uh, 21 years old, and you know, only one year as a professional in the minor league, and to be able to make it your second year as a professional and being in the big leagues with Mark McGuire, Mike Martini, Jingham, and JD Drew, Placido Polanco, Edgar Renteria, Matt Murray, Daryl Kyle. You're talking about superstar games and guys in the game that were on top of their game and there's a young 21 year old guy you know showing up on spring training on the aim by not even having any expectation of making the team they just wanted to reward me for the year that I have in Peoria you know in 2000 and here I am you know make the ball club and you know 22 years later I'm here in the Bidwicks. Drafted 13th round 1999 I remember following you through that 2001 spring training and then you making the team and absolutely you're right on the money. I watched you absorb the information from the veteran players, a student of the game, all the way through, weren't you? And, and I see you doing that now with younger players, paying it forward. Yeah, Tony, I think to me for is that it has been that. I think I had so many guys uh, that had taught me the right way. Uh, one of those guys has a special place in my heart. That was Daryl Kyle, unfortunately. you know, I didn't get to finish that year with him, but uh, remember him was one of the last guys getting in that bus in spring training. He told me, don't be afraid to make an all-star team. I was always looking forward to chat with him, you know, during batting practice, you know, the time that, that we did. I treasure my time with him. Uh, he was one of the guys that was, although he was a pitcher, he was one of the mentors because he was really tough uh, on the mound. And um, I, I was a sponge, you know, observing and, and soaking every little information that could help me out. And he was one of those guys that helped me all on the way. Then later on, you know, come the Woody Williams, the Larry Walker, the Reggie Sander, the Tony Walmack. You know, and I think that's what's so special about this organization, that you're not only losing superstar and players because they get traded or last year of the contract, they're always bringing guys that are 
quality players and and, and gamers, guys that know how to win. And uh, that's how it was, you know, from 01 to 2011. And that's how it's been, you know, 10 years later. And I think I shared that last night, that the traditional Cardinals baseball has never changed. And that's something that I have always appreciated about this organization. I remember walking up the dugout steps and seeing Daryl having you actually pulled aside exactly what you just said. He was telling you about something that he saw or it could have been something that he wanted to talk to you about pitching. Just an example of what those little pieces of information are like. What, what sort of things do you exchange between each other? Well, that, um, you know, he was telling me about how the pitcher will approach me in the big leagues, what they think. And there was one time in, Colorado, in Houston that we were having a conversation and he was trying to dig deeply um, my information on what I think of the play. And I look at him and I'm like, I don't want to give you my secret because I might have to face you next year. <laughs> and he hit me with his elbow with that big smile of his, looking to the side. And he's like, you little punk, you got me. Like, that was DK, man. That's, that was DK. Daryl was a really, really special person with a big smile. One of the best teammates that I probably have in my 22 years as a professional. Um, unfortunately, it was really short. And, uh, you know, but uh, like I say, he has a really special place in my heart because uh, he was genuine. He, he didn't BS. He didn't BS about his workout. He prepared himself hard every, you know, five days to take them out, never complained. And those are little things that I was able to to catch on those guys, you know, and really help me out along my way. Life is very precious, and you guys are a family. There's no doubt about that. We appreciate this very much. Uh, I look forward to talking to you about your love of the game and about people. But I also, before we go, I want to mention that the Poulos Family Foundation is strongly behind this visit between you and I. And I know it's very special to your heart. A lot of great things happening, including a, an event at Top Golf recently. Yeah, that was awesome. And thank you so much, too, for your dedication and your time that you donate, you know, to really promote our foundation. I think just, you know, I think they only look up. Uh, ourself and or myself as an athlete but they need to give credit to you guys the people the you know it takes a big team and it takes a group including Todd Perry you know and Jane Cooper and you know Crystal Rowing and in California to run a foundation like ours you know with so many events but also people like you that really uh, put us ourselves out there in the map, you know, and, and, the, and raise the awareness, you know, through the media. And we really honor that and we really appreciate that. And thank you for being a, a big part, big friend of our foundation, never really uh, saying no to things when asking. And I think uh, that's why I think you and I have a really good relationship, you know, because uh, I think you are genuine. You don't come here to try to trick players or try to, you know, find false information will try to bring a player down and I think you know as a player uh, you know you don't see that loyal anymore and uh, you appreciate that and I you know I thank you for that also so uh, you know and all the fans for continuing to supporting our foundation it was a great great time uh, last week uh, with the players and you know you know what can you say you peers you know you don't get that many days off and just showing up and having a great time for a couple of hours I think it was really good for them and really good for our fans to see that. I appreciate you saying that, and thank you very much. It's absolutely our pleasure, and we'll catch up with you real soon. Thank you for the visit. Sounds good, brother. Bless you.
Albert Pujols with us on KMOX. My visit with Albert Pujols every Monday at 9.50 a.m., total information a.m. on KMOX, but we'll repeat it on Sports on a Sunday morning so that you can hear it. Five minutes with number five. I really appreciate Albert, uh, everything that he's doing and his commitment to doing that on KMOX, and we encourage you to follow Pujols Found on social media and follow the Pujols Family Foundation. Thanks to John Mosellock for joining us, to Dan Reardon, to Wardlow, and uh, the wrestling event at Chaffetz Arena on Wednesday. It was fun to talk to him. Brian Kelly and I recapped the Stanley Cup run of the Blues three years ago today. And Oliver Marmel, the Cardinals manager, was with us at 10.15. He just announced to the media that, indeed, Zach Thompson will be starting in St. Louis tomorrow against the Pittsburgh Pirates. That means that Matthew Libertor is going to start game one of the doubleheader against the Pirates on Tuesday. Good luck to Jason Tatum, the St. Louisan, taking on the Golden State Warriors tomorrow with the Boston Celtics and Warriors even at 2-2 in that series. Game 5 is tomorrow in San Francisco. This is from the Stiefel Sports Studio with James O'Sullivan, our producer. I'm Tom Ackerman on KMOX. The Cardinals are next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.